Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlocked big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book, The Promised Land, the memoir of former U.S. President Barack Obama. It tells the inspirational story of his efforts to improve people's lives and maintain world peace as president, starting from his initial decision to become a civil servant all the way to his presidential campaign. If you were born in America and someone told you that someday, an African-American child with divorced parents and no political background would become the president of the country, would you have believed it? Perhaps it would have been inconceivable until the arrival of Obama, the first African-American president of the United States. If you want to know the story of the president's journey from ordinary to extraordinary, today's bookie will detail his story for you. The book is written by Obama himself. A democratic politician and the 44th president of the United States, he won the 2009 Nobel Peace Prize for his contributions to world peace during his tenure. Obama wrote this book in hopes of presenting an honest reflection of life in the White House. In it, he recorded the major events during his tenure, the difficult choices he and his team made, and the political, economic, and cultural challenges faced by the U.S. government. He also hoped to raise the curtain on the political stage so that everyone could see that the president is just another job and the person sitting in this office is just an ordinary human being. Next, we will review the book in three sections. Part 1, From Civilian to President. Part 2, The Presidential Campaign as a Talent Show. Part 3, The President Sometimes Plays God. Part 1, From Civilian to President. Obama was born in the state of Hawaii to a Kenyan father and an American mother. His parents divorced when he was very young and he grew up with his grandparents and his mother. He has few memories of his father. As a teenager, Obama was not a visionary leader to those around him. Instead, he was a lazy student who loved basketball, but was not particularly good at it. He also enjoyed going to parties. In middle school, Obama and his friends were concerned with the same topics as most teenagers, sports, music, drinking, and of course, girls. Why did Obama, a boy who seemed to have nothing to do with politics, end up running for office? The story began with his mother's teachings. As Obama vividly remembered, his mother said to him that some people in the world only think about themselves, as long as they got what they wanted, they do not care what happens to others. They put others down to prove their own self-importance. However, some people are the polar opposite, they can sympathize with others and make sure that they never hurt others. She then asked Obama what kind of person he wanted to be. Her speech stayed with him for a lifelong time. It gave him positive values and empathy, which pointed him in the right direction for his future path. Obama had his first brush with politics after graduating from college. He went to two colleges, first attending Occidental College for two years before completing the rest of his studies at Columbia University. The accumulation of knowledge and ever-increasing insights awakened his political mind, and he discovered a true American philosophy that he firmly believed in and adhered to, all men are created equal. Obama entered society with this idea, hoping to achieve something that would address the inequality in the society. He needed to find a job that addresses the welfare of the population, voices the opinions of the people, and steers society in a better direction. However, the reality was that he had big ideas and nowhere to go, 
no movements to join, no selfless leader to follow. After overcoming some obstacles along the way, Obama finally heard about an opportunity to work at an organization in Chicago to help locals who were struggling due to steel plant closures in the city. This job aligned with his vision for work, he would be working at the community level. So he went to Chicago without hesitation. This simple decision changed Obama's life, as it would give him the idea of running for public office for the first time. Two years before he went to Chicago, Harold Washington was elected as the first black mayor of Chicago, triggering a movement for change. At first, Obama did not pay much attention to this. However, working in Chicago immersed him in the location of this historic event, and he discovered social change worth learning from. Despite being elected as mayor, having few supporters in the city council hindered Washington from implementing his policies. Obama realized that simply being a charismatic leader is not enough to make lasting changes, they also need proper governmental structure, organization, and skills. Nonetheless, Obama still gained confidence and hope from Washington's successful campaign. He discovered that Washington won the final victory because people were no longer willing to endure long-standing class injustice and racial discrimination. Supporting an African-American like Washington meant declaring war on discrimination and injustice, which led to a surge in his supporter base. This incident planted a seed in Obama's heart, and he felt that he could also enter the political arena to realize his ideal society. After working in the community for a few years, Obama returned to school and received his doctorate from Harvard Law School. He did this to get closer to his vision, exert greater influence, obtain sufficient political knowledge and management skills, and prepare himself for the political arena. During his time at Harvard, an internship at a law firm introduced Obama to Michelle Robinson, his future wife. After graduation, he married her and started a family. After their honeymoon, Obama taught at the University of Chicago Law School and joined a small law firm focusing on civil rights litigation. The young couple lived a happy and ordinary life. For more about the Obamas, you are more than welcome to refer to our bookie of Michelle Obama's autobiography, Becoming. In 1995, three years after his marriage, Obama received an unexpected opportunity to enter the political arena and launch his first political campaign. At that time, a state senator named Alice Palmer was giving up her seat to run for the U.S. House of Representatives. Obama wanted to win this seat as a trial entry into politics. He received encouragement from his wife and mother, and even Palmer expressed support for his campaign. Thus, Obama launched his first election campaign a barebones operation, in his own words. This campaign preparations were not much better than those he did when running for student council president. Although some issues during the campaign almost lost him the election, Obama eventually won a seat in the state Senate and became a politician of the Democratic Party. As a state senator, Obama found that his achievements were still limited. Of course, now he could strive for better services for the constituency and secure a couple of major projects for his town. But bigger ambitions remained unfulfilled. He could not provide affordable health insurance for those who needed it most, or better education to children from poorer families, or more job opportunities for the unemployed. Obama realized that he needed a larger platform and a more influential position to change the status quo. At that time, an idea suddenly popped into his head, he could run for the U.S. Senate. Although Obama knew very well that he might not have the strength or confidence to run for senator, 
he did not want to be confined to the smaller platform. He wanted to give it a try. Who knows, he might even win. Just like that, Obama began to study the political situation in the constituency, learning from his friends in the field, recruiting campaign officers, and trying his best to solicit contributions from strangers and raise funds. Compared to his first election, Lady Luck smiled upon him in this one. One after another, the stronger competitors withdrew from the competition, which significantly reduced the pressure on him. The political situation across the country was also in his favor. One of the important points of Obama's campaign was to oppose deployment to Iraq. As the United States and Allied forces bombed Baghdad, the number of casualties continued to increase and the turmoil intensified. Obama's opposition to the war aligned with the voices of the people. However, the key to victory was the change in campaign strategy made by Obama and his team. In the early days of the campaign, Obama focused on himself when communicating with voters. He constantly promoted his activities to them, such as the bill he was promoting, his advocacy for renewable energy, and his support for college student aid programs. But later, when he listened to the voices of the voters, he found out that they could not afford medical insurance, they had worked all their lives, but were fired in old age, and their houses were auctioned off because they could not repay the loans. Thus, Obama changed his approach. Instead of taking the I stance in his political opinions and speeches, he expressed voters' voices from all corners and helped them as much as possible. Those who win the hearts of the people win the world. Obama won an unexpected and overwhelming victory. His supporters came from all walks of life, including white, black Americans, and other ethnicities. For new senators, the biggest challenge was usually to get everyone to notice what they were doing, but Obama's problem was the exact opposite. The media often hyped up his news and even asked him if he was running for president. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play, get your free mind snack now.